Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today, I have on Stephanie Laura Dent Diazio of SLD Wellness, is a doula and energy healer, a certified meditation teacher, a Reiki practitioner, yoga instructor, and life coach. She was also just featured on the website Voyage Denver. She found her way to energy and birth work after having daily panic attacks while working in toxic environments. I think we can all agree with that, that we have that. Uh, that completely drained her. And on top of that, she's also the fellow podcaster with her show, SLD Wellness. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So we talked about this right before, and I was like, I did something really dumb that I couldn't figure out. I was like, what does SLD stand for? And I was like, oh, I get it now. I just have one of those, like Stephanie Laura Dent Diazio. So I pronounced yeah. that all right, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, Jesus. That's, again, a good start to this interview. I love it. But thank you for coming on. Of course. All right. Let's start with this because I had a lot of questions when we, we talked previous. Explain what doula is to people that don't know, because I didn't know this existed until now. Yeah. So a doula actually ends up translating to mean a woman who serves. And a doula is someone who helps people who are delivering emotionally and physically. And that there's postpartum doulas, there's birth doulas, there's, there's doulas for tons of different things. Like there's death doulas, like there's doulas for every transition and point of your life. That's there to help you physically, emotionally, help you get through birth, help you after birth. And that's, that's what I love doing. How did you learn about that? So I, one of my best friends is actually a doula and I also am a yoga teacher. And so when I was working in the corporate world and I realized like, okay, I'm ready to make a transition. I knew I wanted to do something that could help people. And I knew that I really wanted to do something that was more emotional and physical and so I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, I have so many friends and family that are having babies. Like my sister-in-law had recently had a baby and before they were having their babies, they would always talk to me because I'm a yoga teacher and they would say, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed or, oh, I'm feeling stressed. And so I would just say, let's talk. And we would do meditation. And then I was like, oh, there's something here. Like I got to really like dive deep into this and help other people who are having these similar feelings. Yeah, you have, have a knack for it. And now, uh, was that the friend? Oh, no, sister-in-law, you said? Yeah. Was that the person that you canceled with me because they were having a baby? No, that was... I also, um, I work at a hospital as well. And so I was like, oh, okay, gotta go. And like last week I had two births. So I'm like always at a birth. So you're just a professional good person, it seems. Like. So that's good. <laughs> um, the funny thing with yoga, and I feel like this is across the board with people with mental health. I feel like everybody in the mental health field does yoga and loves yoga. I love yoga. I think it's great. It makes me feel tall in the morning because I'm a short guy. I feel like it gives me an extra inch when I when I stretch. I was like, why do you, why do you think people love yoga so much? in the mental health field, especially for you. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people love it because especially when you're so in your head to do something that is like a mix of the physical and the mental is a nice distraction away from that. And that was really what got me started with it too. Like I was in grad school and 
was always just doing schoolwork all the time. Like I remember I would like sleep for three hours since do work and then like keep doing that. And then I was like, this is not sustainable. So I needed something that was consistent. I knew the moves, I knew what to expect. And then every single time I would finish, I would feel better. Uh, women who are pregnant, they love yoga, right? That's like a good thing to do. Oh yeah. Prenatal yoga, postnatal yoga are huge and they're very helpful. They also help with if uh, someone is delivering, it helps to rotate the position of the baby's head to get them ready for birth too. I learned about that at a young age because I remember an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where, where Will took his aunt to like a, a prenatal like yoga class and just all mm-hmm. hell broke loose. So I always remember that as a kid. I don't know why. That's like the always like <laughs> lives rent free in my head. Um, you also said that you do Reiki. That's another one that I had to ask about because I couldn't pronounce it correctly right before this. I love how I get all my dumb questions out beforehand. So it looks like <laughs> I'm smarter. But can you explain Reiki to me and probably uh, a lot of other people that don't understand it? Yeah. So Reiki is it's all about like energy and there's like life force energy that's inside all of us. And there's different parts of the body that could have like stagnant energy. Like if you're really stressed or you're really overwhelmed or you're feeling sick or something like that. And Reiki helps to allow your body to naturally heal those areas. And it's something that you can do. Somebody could do it with you while they're in the room with you, but they can also do it from a distance. Like I've done Reiki for people online or through the phone and they're in New York and I'm in Denver and they'll be like, what did you just do? Why, why do I feel so much better? I fell asleep. Like what happened? I, uh, yeah, I never really got like understood it at first. So that was a good uh, explanation. I feel like a lot of people are very like against it, not against it, but like don't believe it in a way. I feel like people think that's like uh like junk science or not. What do you think about those people? You know, I think that, you have to actually feel it and experience it to really know because the first time that I experienced Reiki, I literally knocked out. And then I got up and I was talking to my Reiki practitioner. I was like, what just happened? Why did I feel all of these feelings throughout my body? And it was so connected to the chakras and all of those things are very real. I feel like if you are, and I, and I grew up being very science. So I was like, what is this? Like, what is this stuff? But but when you actually do it, you're like, oh, there's like energy that exists and it's inside of me and it's outside of me and it's everywhere. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Mind, body and and spirit or mind, body, energy? What is it? What is that trait they say? I don't know. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say like mind, body, spirit or mind, mind, body, body, soul. Yeah. Now, are you big into like astrology and stuff? Is that, no, is Reiki the one with like the rocks and stuff? Um, no. So Reiki is like, there's different chakras. So there's like a chakra at the heart, a chakra at the throat, a chakra at your crown. There's like chakras like throughout your body. Um, but I also do like astrology. I I, I mean, I, I'm into it. I really am. I, uh, I, I got into astrology recently because someone said to me, they were like, as like if if the moon controls the waves and the water on earth and our bodies are 70% water, it's like, why doesn't it control us? And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I was like, this is great. What sign are you? Uh, well, I'm a Leo sun. I'm a Capricorn moon and I'm a Virgo rising. See, that's where I get confused. I'm just a, Capri- <laughs> I'm just a Capricorn. That's I know the basics. I'm like in first grade when it comes to astrology. <laughs> I don't know anything. I had my cards read recently. That threw me through a loop. So I think like like... I'll do Reiki and I'll probably get way too into it. So I'm going to go like the first grade level when I find it. Um, that's so funny. I like that. Um, all right, let's go back to uh, 
like your like give us a little bit of synopsis of how you got here to talk to me today like what was your career like up until because you said you had a toxic work environment what was uh what was that all about oh yeah so i used to live in philadelphia and i worked as an editor at a newspaper realized like, okay, that's not really what I want to do. So then I decided to do marketing at a nonprofit. And that was really like the first like hit of anxiety and not really knowing like, hey, my work is connected to this. And I was working in the suburbs of Pennsylvania at the time. And like when I went to college, there was this joke that now I'm like, it's not a joke. It's real. They would say like, what's the what's the space between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh? And they would call it Pennsylvania. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then I worked and I was like, oh, they weren't joking. Like it's, it's, they see a black person. I was the only black person that worked there. And like, they would take, like my VP would take me in a room and yell at me for no reason, nothing valid, nothing real. And everybody else at work was so confused because they're like, you work so hard. You are here all the time. Like, why are you getting yelled at? This doesn't make any sense. But of course, no one knew what to do about it. So it just continued. And I started to, every time I would get to work, I started to have what my doctor thought was heartburn for a while, but it was just me dry heaving at my, at my desk. Anytime I would get to my desk, I would just start dry heaving. And I was like, this is not, something's wrong here. Like something is up. And I ended up leaving. And as soon as I left, I was like, all of these symptoms that I have are gone. Like something, something doesn't sit right here. And I had like other places afterwards where I kept working and had similar things. And so after I worked there, I worked in higher education. And that was where I had my first anxiety attack because I had a VP there that was sending me emails after work hours and was just like really aggressive, tagged a bunch of people in the email. And I had it, I had my first anxiety attack. And I I thought I was having a heart attack. Like I was just like clutching my chest and like breathing really hard. And then I remember when I was like talking to my therapist, she was like, that was an anxiety attack. That's what you had. And then I just kept having them when I was working there. And I was like, this is not, this is not it. Like I'm not sleeping. And I'm one of two black people in this office. And the other one, the other person that I worked with was the same age as my mom, but the VP kept mistaking we, who we were. And I was like 23. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like something, yeah. there's some issues here. And I just kept having like strings of those kind of jobs. Moved across the country from Philly to Denver after I got my MBA. And I worked in another place that was similar to that where I just started having like dry heaving and just like throwing up out of nowhere for no reason, just like wake up. And it's like, Oh, and now you're sick. And I had a doctor that was like, it seems like every time you work one of these jobs, this happens. I can't tell you to quit your job, but it sounds like it's your job. (laughs) That was always what they would tell me. And I was like, Anytime I would hear that, I was like, this is a sign to leave. This is a sign to go. And then the last place where it was like final straw is I was working in a corporate yoga company, doing internal communications, also working there as an instructor too. And I was working seven days a week. I was there through COVID and started having the chest pain again. I had a panic attack while I was meditating on a weekend. And I was like, nope, mm -mm. it's this is, this isn't it. And I always knew I wanted to work for myself. Didn't quite know what it was going to be. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't care that it's COVID. It's time for me to, to figure this out and do it because my health is more important than this paycheck. Most people don't know that. They just keep working away, working away. Now, when you got to Denver, was it the same type of thing? Was you dealing with racism there as well? I feel like there it was more toxic than racist. But with that being said, like most places I worked, there were not a lot of people who looked like me. Like it was rare to work somewhere where it was like, oh, diversity. It was like, oh, you're one of two or you're one of one. And it was it was pretty, pretty frequent. I just when I got to Denver, I wasn't getting like brought into a, a room and yelled at. That was that was more so when I was living in Philly. Right. Did you do you think that at, at that first job that that didn't happen? You think you'd be still working there? You know, I feel like there's a possibility that I probably would have stayed a little longer because at the time I was so focused on the check. I was so focused yeah. on oh well, I'm working and this is what you're supposed to just deal with. This is this is the working world. This is, this is the stress of working. And then when it was so persistent that it impacted my health, it was like, I don't have a choice. I have to go. Now, my question too is, did you, um, did you say anything to this person? Oh, yes. Every time I've, anytime I've left a job, I've been very vocal. <laughs> I've been yeah, very clear. Like about, not the way. <laughs> I've been like, listen, there are issues here and I'm not going to stay in this. Like, this isn't sustainable. And like, even though in those, like in the first place that I worked where I had the conversation with the VP about what was going on there, of course, she just continued to yell at me. So then when I left, when I gave my notice, she was shocked. She was very surprised by why I was leaving. But that place was also toxic within itself too. Like they had people who were leaving left and right. All those places I worked, they had people who couldn't really stay there long-term, had a ton of health issues. And it wasn't until they left where they were like, oh, it was where I worked. That was the problem. People's self-awareness is insane. Like how do some people just don't get it is, is beyond me. And the fact that you work for yourself now and you're having like a good time and feeling good just goes to show you weren't the toxic problem. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like I needed this and just like the courage and just like to go and do that. Were you nervous about doing all that? Like giving up and just going out to Denver and be like, all right, let's make this work. I'm not giving up. You know, I, I think that for me, what was weird about moving was doing it and knowing like, I only knew my husband and my dog. Like I was like, that's it. Like, let's go, (laughs) let's go. But at the same time, when I was in Philly, I was doing yoga teacher training. And in that time frame, I was definitely in this like deep meditative state. And everything that was kind of coming through in that time frame just felt like it was like, you need to move. You have to go to Denver. Everyone around me thought I was crazy. They were like, why would you do this? Your entire family is on the East Coast. Like, this doesn't make any sense. But for me, I was like, if I'm going to keep having a string of these kinds of jobs, like a slew of racism, this is not it. Like I would rather take a leap and see what happens. And you know what, if it falls flat, I can always go back. Like I can always go back to the East coast, but I can't always have the opportunity to be like, Oh, my lease is up. I finished school. My husband's down to move to let's go. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Is there a big difference between the West coast and the East coast with everybody? I think so. I feel like with the East coast, it's very like, cutthroat, move really fast, hurry up, like get it done. And then I, I've noticed here in Denver, it's like, you can move 
a little bit slower. Like yeah. people are, are nicer to you. They're, they're more like, how are you feeling? Whereas when I was in Philly, it was like, oh, you feel sick? You're still coming to work, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't care over here. It's like if 10 inches of snow, yeah, you better walk to get here. It doesn't matter. Yes. Now to back up a little bit about the racism in the workplace. Now, did it happen to the other woman you said that you worked with? Yes, it did. What, like, why do you think, like, like, what do you think her, like, what was she doing? You think inside of her head? The the person who was doing all of it. Yeah. I honestly feel like at that period of time, because things were not great with that office, they were trying to get people to quit. And so it was like, how can we turn up the heat and get people to quit? And they did it. Tons of people left that company. Yeah. Tons of people were like, you know what? I'm not going to do put up with this nonsense. Like it. And I mean, that person who was doing it also was, I think they thought that their job was on the line. And so they were like, oh, okay, like I need to turn up this heat, make everyone feel these feelings. I mean, she also, her contract didn't get renewed either when I left. So it was like, you were clearly causing enough issues that they didn't want you there either. Now, did any coworkers like try to stand up for you or anything? Eh, I mean, I feel like they tried, but I, I also feel like when you work in a toxic place, everyone is dealing with that toxicity. They're like, I don't want to lose my job. So even if I want to stick up for you and tell them that you're doing a good job, I don't want them to then turn on me and be like, okay, like you're an issue and we're going to keep harassing you. And so that's a lot of what was happening. Like people would try to be like, you're doing a great job and like you work so hard. But at the same time, I think they were very much focused on not losing their job. Now, I keep wanting to talk about the uh, the racism side. Obviously, you deal with it outside of work. How is it dealing with that? It's it's interesting. I think that work was definitely like the primary place where I dealt with it for sure because it was just like persistent. It was always in my face. Um, outside of it, when I would talk about the things that were going on in my life or how hard those things were, people would just be like, oh, you just don't want to work. Or, oh, like... What, what is the issue here? Oh, this issue is with a yoga job. Like they would kind of just try to like minimize yeah, what yeah. I was experiencing. Or if I had all of those physical symptoms of anxiety, they'd be like, oh, she's just sick. It's like, mm, I'm having panic attacks yeah. every day. Something's, something's wrong here. I have, and now like since working for myself, I haven't had an anxiety attack in over a year. And that for me, That's I was awesome. like, whoa. This has never happened in my adult life. <laughs> yeah, your mind, body, and spirit was getting killed. It was. It was getting absolutely killed. Why do you think people are racist? Like, is it just ignorance or what? You know, I think, I think ignorance. I also think that what it, if you grow up with something and you think like that is right and that is the way it persists, like it's a generational thing where it's like if you've got a parent who's racist who tells you like this is these people are this way and like these people are lazy or whatever the case may be, then like it seeps into the next generation and the next generation, like little, little bits of that just continues. And it isn't until people are aware of their privilege and they, and they're aware of the things that they have that other people don't have, or the ways that they don't have to struggle through life that other people do that there's a shift. Yeah. Well, fuck them anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, we can, per- we can curse on this podcast? Oh, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want, girl. 
I just I, I always have like a lot of questions about this because I never got the opportunity to talk about racism from the other side of the point. So I do appreciate you letting me ask these things. And I always wondered, uh, as a white person, like how can I support somebody of a person of color inside the workplace or everyday life? Like that's that's my thing. I always feel like what can I do on my side and anyone else out there that's too afraid to ask? Because I feel like a lot of people are afraid to ask what they can do. Do you have any uh, any idea? So when I think of the things that I encountered in the workplace, what would have been nice if they were different would have been besides just telling me behind closed doors, you're doing great. Like saying it in front of the people who are actually doing the stuff to the person. Like yeah, yeah. if you have somebody who is venting to you about the racism they're experiencing at work, yes, talk to them, but also like be an advocate for them. Because if you're not doing that for them in those spaces, they're just, they're probably going to quit. Like they'll probably just leave and go somewhere else. And then you've lost a great asset to your team. Who's probably working their ass off the entire time. And instead of them being able to see like, Hey, you support them in front of others. They just know, okay, like they're a good person, but they don't want to lose their job or they're a good person, but they care more about their money. Yeah, that seems about right. Now let's go back to the doula real quick. Let's, let's sell yourself a little bit. Why should people come to you? I feel like because of the fact that I have dealt with all of the toxicity that I have, like yeah. I very much can like, I can spot that stuff real quick. And I'm also in trauma. Like I, I know how to move through trauma and birth can be a traumatic experience for a lot of people. Like 80% of people have said that birth has been traumatic for them in some capacity. In a lot of those cases, they they don't have someone else that's there to help support them, to help support them emotionally and physically. And also because of my energy work and my yoga background, I bring so much of that into birth. If someone tells me, hey, here are the things that I want to have happen. Yes, birth can be unpredictable. And like, I can't say like with 100% certainty, all the things that you want will happen. But I can do my absolute best to make sure that the things that you want to have happen in your birth actually do happen. Right. Now, where can everybody find you on the internets? On Instagram, I am at SLD Wellness and my website is sldwellness.com. And I think for me, what's been really cool about doing all this stuff is being able to just like truly just support people in all aspects of life when they're like, Hey, I'm having a baby. Hey, I had a baby. Hey, I want to make a career change. Cause this stuff is shit. Like, I'm like, yeah. I can help you. <laughs> do you recommend everybody to at least see a therapist like once a year? Do you think therapy is like anyone, even if they don't have mental health? Cause I'm a big proponent of that. I think even people should have talked to somebody that has like no dog in the fight. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? A hundred percent. I think that therapy. I, I mean, for me, I'm like, I love therapy. I've been going for over 10 same, years. Like same. it's great. Mine's <laughs> like a stand up routine. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I feel like whether you have something that's going on or not, or you think you don't have something that's going on, it's good to go because a lot of times we let things fester or we don't even realize like the impact that something can have on us. Having someone who isn't your family or friend, having someone who is just looking at it from a third party perspective, I think is huge. Fantastic. Stephanie, I think I appreciate you so much coming on. So let's end with this. I always love asking these questions. If you were like a boxer, wrestler, and you came out to an arena full of people, what would your song be for Stephanie? 
you know, I was actually thinking about this at, um, earlier and probably because I'm from New York. I'm like, I got to go with Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. Like I was like, that's the song. <laughs> that's, Biggie's one of my, I think, top three, uh, hip hop artists of all time. I actually just bought a Biggie shirt earlier today. So that, that's, you might have my, one of my favorite picks of all time, actually. Mm-hmm. I think you have top three picks. That's a great one. Um, and I'll end with this. What are three things that you're grateful for today? I am grateful for my dog. I'm grateful hold on, for hold on, my hold on. dog. What type of dog and what's the name? You can't just skip over. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's literally laying down on the ground over here. Such a good boy. Such a yes, good boy. he's so good. I was like, you're, a bit, you're being quiet. This is wonderful. He's a Cocker Spaniel Golden Retriever mix and his name is Dexter. Nice. I like Is that after the show? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I picked up on that. All right. What are the other two? Uh, I am also grateful for my mental health because that... I feel like has been on a wild ride with me and I'm like, things are steady. This is great. Like I can actually sleep through the night. I'm not like waking up in the middle overwhelmed. Like my mental health is definitely another one that I'm grateful for today. And the last one is tea because I love tea. (laughs) I'm a big uh, black tea guy. I do black uh, iced coffee and black tea. What's your favorite type of tea? I really just like tea in general. Right now I'm drinking nettle tea. Earlier I had like ginger tea. I I just love tea. Give me all the teas. Give me yeah. all the tea. <laughs> Stephanie Laura Dent Diazio. Thank you so much. Everyone listening out there, please go check her out. She's fantastic. I had such a good time chatting with you. Thank you for letting me ask all these questions. I wish you nothing but the best. I sought you out when I saw you. I go, this girl, this woman is going to be doing big things. So when you blow up, don't forget me because I want to come and visit Denver, all right? Oh, yes. You absolutely have to come visit. Stephanie, thank you so much. podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.